Alright, welcome to the Gain Line. Uh, my name is Romano and today I'm here with Joe Payne. Ah, you know, basically uh, what we're going to do today, we're just going to talk a little bit uh, about some super rugby and some other exciting rugby stuff that's happened, you know, just around, just around our contexts. Um, today we're also going to have a little bit of correspondence from Lex Stabit and Gabriel Kritzinger. You know the game, always exciting to hear from them. So basically what we're doing here, we're just talking about the highlights, you know, the most exciting things, the biggest talking points uh, in Super Rugby from our opinion. You know, hopefully you can go and take this, let's say you got to meet uh, some uncle that you're trying to connect with. You just copy-paste what we said, talk Super Rugby, relationship solved. Um, so Joe, let's start off with the first game of the weekend, Lions versus the Crusaders, you know. For me, I just love how the Lions went out there. All their scandals, you know. Uh, who's scandals, that, who, uh, who's <laughs> that coach of yours that's, uh, that's doing crime in New Zealand, man, you know? Oh, Joey. Yeah. He was in Australia. You know, was in Australia? Australia. <laughs> he was All in right. crime in New Zealand. He was crime in okay, Australia. Okay, we'll, we'll, the, those, those, uh, those facts will be sorted out in court. Um, you know, for me, I was really happy. Lions went out there, played a great game. 36-10, you know how it is. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's what happens when you go up against the Crusaders, eh? Yeah, but it's the only way exactly, dude. Um, but to be fair, they were without their, their two best players, you know. Well, especially losing Warren Whitey, like, I think it was the morning of the game or the day before. Yeah, there's nothing you can do. And I think even with that, the Lions didn't play too badly. For I was me, happy with it. Yeah, As you know. a Lions supporter, I have to put my allegiances out there. I was reasonably happy. It's not... You shouldn't be happy when your team takes 26, but uh, I was. You know, but, uh, well, it was 36, but, <laughs> you know, it's fine. Um, yeah, I think, I think you're right, because, I mean, it's the Crusaders. You know, those guys can really play. And I think the Lions didn't play too badly. I mean, their scrumming was excellent. Scrumming was really good. Um, and I think when you're playing against the Crusaders, the thing is that the Crusaders, have, they have that rush defense, Joe. <laughs> like... Man, they played well, but dude, there's nothing you could do about that rush defense from the Crusaders. It's, it's ridiculous, bro. I mean, you know, it's election season. Everyone's talking, EFF, oh, we're going to bring back the land, expropriate, don't compensate. Okay, but what are you going to do about this rush defense? I want answers. No one can handle this Crusaders rush defense. And, you know, for me, like, you can look at the lines. Their scrumming was so good. But it didn't mean anything. It doesn't count. I think it got them like three points in the first <laughs> half. You know, literally, yeah, man. That, that, uh, um, I mean, like, I think it's like we said, Crusaders 91% tackle success rate. That is just ridiculous. These guys, Joe, to be honest, this is, they're not playing super rugby. This is preseason for them. They're going to the World Cup, all right? <laughs> you know? They could take a few teams, eh? The Crusaders. Dude, I'm sure if they're in the right pool. If they get the right, they could be a second seed in the quarterfinals. If they get the right group, you know? Definitely. Uh, but uh, I think the talking points... One thing that, uh, you know, I, I have to, you know, bring about is that... You know, obviously we all know Kwaka took that hit. Severis. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Severis did a filthy. And the worst thing is that it led to a try. You know, sometimes you take a hit, you keep playing. And it, was, it wasn't just a normal try. It was a TMO try. <laughs> so you had time to soak in... <laughs> What just happened? What just happened, man? But to be fair, I thought it was Nick Room. I was like, <laughs> when I saw someone fly, I was like, it's the scrum off. What yeah. are you going to do? Uh, that's the I saw number eight on his back. I was like, shit, Kocha. Literally, Did yeah. Did him dirty like that, man. Yeah, man. That's your number eight, man. That must, it must hit the team. But I think even between that, a lot of people focus on that, but Kocha still played really well. He had turnovers, made his tackles. I think, like, it's just unfortunate he had the highlight. I'm, I was so chuffed at the way he played. Again, you may have lost 36 but it's the Crusaders. Don't worry about it. We understand, you know. Um, yeah, and I think the Crusaders, it was just a regular Crusaders chat. They said peace, impeccable, you know. I mean, they, I mean those guys, they scored for said peace. They scored for general play. They scored, who, who was it, uh, you know, Bridges? From that runner from the 22. Those guys, do, they generally do what they want, the Crusaders. Yeah. Like, they do as they please. Um, like, it was super exciting to see. And... I think we talked about the Lions playing nice. I think even at the end, the Lions pushed through over 80 minutes. They played nice rugby, you know. Scrumming was good. Um, Defense was reasonably... I don't know what the tackle stats are, but when, from what I could see, they defended reasonably well. It's just when you're defending for 80 minutes, it only takes one or two missed tackles, like Quachas, and then... Exactly, then it's game. And I mean, that, that's exactly it. And obviously, they said piece was good. Sometimes you can see tries of set piece, but it's the Crusaders. So... If you really look at the game, 36-10 does look nice, but the Lions played well. I don't think it's much to stress about. 
you're missing players. Yeah. Don't worry. Also, bring in a lot of new players. You guys are doing some nice. Uh, what's the term? Is it uh, overhauling? What's it? You you bleeding young talent or yeah. whatever these these guys say. Um, but the scariest things for me. Do you know how we know that the Lions scrum was good? It's because they got scrums of Crusaders handling errors. Crusaders had a lot of handling errors, which means that these guys can get better, Joe. Like, what does that mean, Joe? These guys aren't at peak performance right now. Um, like, I think they were resting players as well. I don't think Goodhue played. Yeah, no, 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 he didn't. Um, so and they can definitely get better. They can I'm get sure better. Scott Robertson saved them. You can do better than this. <laughs> you can do better, which is not nice to hear, man. I think they should be like a boss level. I mean, we should just have Super Rugby without them. You know, Hurricanes, number one team, we're happy. Yeah. Then later on, these bras, we'll see them in the final boss level. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, man. Crusaders is just doing special things. Don't have to worry about the Lions. You know, nice to see the young players pulling through. Uh, next game of the week, dude, Sunwolves Highlanders. Yeah, man. Uh, what do you have to say? There isn't much to say on my side. What, what you got first, Joe? The Sunwolves, they produced a good performance last week against the Hurricanes. They took them took them pretty deep. Mm, they started uh-huh. out well. The Hurricanes pulled through with some quality at the end. But they played, you know. Yeah, dude. And then all of a sudden, this performance. Is... You know, the Highlanders, man. Ben Smith wasn't even there. You're going to let them do that to you without Ben Smith. Come on, man. Um, and the Highlanders, they just, I mean, they scored a set piece. The score of general play, the score of tap and go, like, dude, it was just, I mean, and even, like I said, they scored of set piece, but not too many of their tries came from set pieces, build up pieces, it's like, they were just better than them, <laughs> they're like, let me just, you know when you're taking owls, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know, been at an English school playing an African school, you're taking some owls, <laughs> those guys are just playing, they're just having fun with you, it was literally like that, and, I mean, like the Highlanders scored of cross kicks, they literally did everything. You know when they like when the coach that guys don't try it all. I think they literally tried it all. I mean the scrum was rough. The, the they couldn't handle the scrum. Um, I honestly thought the, the sun was a change, like you said with that, you know, with that Cades game. And I mean they started the season they were alright, you know, like okay growth. But obviously they're back to the old stuff. I guess it, it hurts knowing that you got this year and next year and then you're done. Well, like what are these players? They don't know where they're going. The future uncertain. It's tough. But then they do produce out of the blue like some good performances. So Man, I think they have it in it. I think maybe there's not that idea of like we building towards something. I think they're just going out there and playing because you know living yeah. in you know Tokyo. It's nice. You know, it's a good place, good people. <laughs> um, I think just some stats which really stood out for me. You know, the talking points at 22 minutes, Joe. The Sun was had a 54 percent tackle success rate. Like, I mean, that just means you don't want to play. Like, <laughs> it's like when the guys are too big, you know, it's, it's cold Saturday morning, you don't want to play. 54%. You make one tackle, the next tackle, the, the guy's through. I just, you, you can't play under those conditions. And for me, the thing which made me upset while I was watching this game, it was like 33rd minute. Um, some of are getting some penalties, but they tap and go. I'm like, what do you think? What do you think is going on here? You're 33 no doubt, you, you want to tap and go. So, take a line out. What, what do you think this is? What do you think is going to happen? You know, and that just irritated me. Just take a line out. Please, you're not, you aren't going to score like this. And obviously, well, just take a three, at least then you don't have that zero next year. <laughs> you know, just take the three. I don't know. And I think we're going to get to the idea about taking the three because I've got a great case study about taking the three. Uh, but we'll get to that, Joe. Um, end of the game, 62% tackle success rate. So at least they improved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, that's this, like, dude, you'll catch fifty in a race game if you do that, Joe. Like, you will cop a fifty. Uh, uh, race courses, what do people call it? So that next game was the Chiefs versus the Canes. Thought it was gonna be a good game. Uh, hey, howdy. <laughs> um, you know, before we get into it, uh, and I was saying this to you earlier, wasn't I, Joe? You know, love seeing love seeing Stephen Donald play. You know. <laughs> Can't believe he's still in the system, man. In, in 2011, when he came on, I thought his career was done. And now, I mean, 2011 for the All Blacks got that kick. Never forget. Hey. Never forget, dude. <laughs> um, save the All Blacks legacy. Save McCall's legacy. Um, but to see him playing there, you know, it was nice. It was nice. He even did a DSP. Did you see? His first thing off the scrub, they did a DSP. I was like, ah, still got it, you know? Damn you, Pop. Ah, you're a bad man. You're a bad man. Um, so, yeah, I mean... That game was quite hectic. The Kane scrum was really good. For me, and it's, 
It's what if Jordy Barrett made a statement about 15 for the All Blacks? Yeah, you know Jordy Barrett balls every day. You know he balls every day. And I think, you know, Damon McKenzie a little bit injured. People putting their hands up. Who's that? Um, <clears throat> I, 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 I can't remember his name. It says, you know, I'll get to another, you know. Some of the All Blacks were like, oh, maybe I'll get... I mean, some of the New Zealand players were like, I might get my chance. Jordy Barrett's like, don't worry, boys. Don't worry about don't it. Worry. I'm here. Don't worry. Um, yeah, that guy balls every day. Like, sure, he's a bad man. That guy is he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Kane's scrum was good. And I'm saying, the Chiefs turn it over so much. And this has been something I've noticed throughout the season. And when they turn it over, it's not just a regular, oh, turn over. When they turn it over, bras go score. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, they're like, oh, you got us, man. You got us. Uh, you know. You think of that Brumbies game, eh? Yeah. Oh, dude. Like, that Brumbies game, it's... Literally, I think that's where it started. It's been like that since. <laughs> like, turnover ball, the Chiefs are like, I do, guys. Well done. Go, go, get, go get it free. Whatever you guys want. It's yours. Just take it. Just yeah. take it. Um, talking point for me, what is it? Uh, so, this is Royasi. I'm not pronouncing that. Royasi. You know, I mustn't be uh, prejudiced. Uh, so, Lisi Royasi. Must pronounce it right. <laughs> On debut, try got yeah. nice. Second touch. You know, for me, whenever I see someone score on debut, I always believe they are prodigy. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> John Alonso's back, baby. <laughs> you know? In fact, he's more... Uh, well, obviously, he played, like, what, 25 minutes. I'm not going to compare it to anyone, but I, I'm just the kind of guy that gets hyped when someone scores on debut. Um, it's beautiful, you know that. Yeah. It's like dream come true kind of vibes. Perfect, man. Legacy. Yeah. Jesse Creel scored on debut. You know, I like that. All the, all the greats. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're coming to we're coming to that thirteen jersey as well. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, you know it. Um, for me, what was nice, Anton Little Brown pulls every day. He was the only guy on that Chiefs team who was cooking something. <laughs> like honestly, he was the only guy who was like, "I right, let me do something." Uh, he keeps my fantasy team alive. <laughs> my fantasy team's been taken out. Damon McKenzie got injured. You know, I kept him in my team for three weeks since his injury. Anton Little Brown's the reason I'm still in the game, man. Um, it's sad, Ramona. <laughs> I'm not focused, man. I'm not focused. Um, but, um, yeah, there was an interesting side. It's the most tries for the Hurricanes against the Chiefs ever, you know, which is crazy. Um, yeah, man, I wasn't really expecting it. I was expecting a nice game. You know, New Zealand derbies. Uh, it was nice to watch, though. Yeah. You know, always nice watching Jordy Barrett when he's bowling. <laughs> One thing that blew my mind is that at 70 minutes, there were only nine penalties throughout the whole game. Uh, that, that's... The, you know, they play the right way, Joe. You know, <laughs> all in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. And I think, yeah, I mean, those, those are the, uh, the biggest chats. So, uh, for me, Hurricanes, you know, they're the second best team. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, this, that's why I was saying. The Crusaders, a gap. Gap. Hurricanes, <laughs> okay. gap. And then it's kind of everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. And then what's nice is that everyone else is pretty tight after yeah. that, which is super exciting. So, super rugby is a... It's an exciting league again, man. Exciting league. Um, another thing, talk to me. Because you know, you know our thoughts on lineouts. The Hurricanes were 2 and 7 from the lineouts. So then we were 2 lineouts <laughs> out of 7. Apparently, it was windy in Wellington that day. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you only get 2 lineouts and drop 50? What does that mean? Like, it means when you got the ball, you're clinical. <laughs> you, know, you know, you can play, man. Um, but it shows again like with the Crusaders there's room for improvement there these teams can get better literally yeah it's, it's a scary thought um, but I think likely next week for the Chiefs we'll talk about it Brody's back you know you know when he's there don't worry about it it'll sort you I don't know how one person in a team that's 15, in a game that's 15 aside can make such a difference <laughs> but like for the all blacks for the Chiefs when that guy's there yeah, yeah Chiefs are missing what they're three big players mm-hmm. Kane, McKenzie and Brody Retallic, so uh, I guess they took a bit of a hiding, but context, I suppose. Yeah, pretty. That's one of those things, man. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Well, they're not going to be all right. The Super Rugby season's done, but <laughs> like, holistically, you don't have to worry about yeah. it too much. Um, Sharks versus the Waratahs. What is the score? 24-15. Um, th- these guys told me it's the first win for the Sharks in Sydney since 2000. What? That's a long time, man. Eh? What were we doing in 2000, Ramon? What are you, you know, I, didn't, uh, I think you're older than me, man. I was, I was literally just one. You know, I was young, baby. I was young. Uh, but you're talking about those cards. Huh? Walk me through. Paint me a picture with your words, Joe. <laughs> well, Jed Holloway, first of all, 
You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no defense. Elbow mm. to the to the face, red card. There's yeah, it's game, there. man. Um, and what about Thomas the Toys one, eh? You know, that old Paul Boys boy. What can I say? A yellow card for a jersey pool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think the ref just, he didn't want to piss the Warriors off too much. You know, he was just like, yeah, he was I'll give you a red, but just... You can have a yellow. You can have a yellow. Ten minutes, can um, come back. It was early though, you know. Uh, but uh, that's ridiculous, man. You'd have to, you'd have to, say, you'd have to cut the whole team if you're doing with jersey pools, man. I mean, uh, come on, dude. A jersey pool, man. You practice that, you know. That's what you do after practice, man. It's, you know, it's, it's part of the game. It's tactics, it's tactics dude. Huh? It's like give a card for, you know, for, for territory, man. <laughs> but um, for me, the shock showed up. I mean, that great territory throughout the whole game. Uh, and they made the Tars give up so many penalties. Bosch wasn't kicking them until near the end he came in clutch. But that uncle missed a lot of penalties. But uh, are you happy to see that you... I'm happy he's there, Ted. <laughs> I, I can't even <laughs> describe how much I didn't want Rob Dupree. Uh, I just, especially, okay, you give him a chance at the start of the season. Things weren't going well. But his dad was like, no, still going to keep playing the 10. Yeah, dude, live or die. I don't know. It took... Them losing at home to the Reds. <laughs> that's when like, Marshall started ten. That's that's when you know mm, Daddy wasn't going to take his boy out. Uh, Daddy, it's ridiculous, man. And uh, I mean, when a, when a coach backs, it's nice to you know you play nice. That's why Rob Dupree does as he pleases. But uh, dude, there has to be a limit. Exactly. And Coleman Blanchie played nicely. Like you know, he was sitting, things were going well. He was greasing, and yeah, and I think nice win for the Sharks. It could have been worse. Sharks missed a lot of penalties, but ah. Uh, you know, not my problem. Take the W, especially on the road. Yeah, dude. Um, and you know the Sharks, they, they win one game, lose the next. Whatever win these guys can, can scrape up, it's nice, dude. <laughs> you take it, dude. Confusing team. I don't understand them. Shout out to the Dupree brothers, except for Rob. <laughs> the twins. Let's talk about the twins. <laughs> um, nothing but respect. They played hard, man. You know, uh, you know, scored some tries. It was super exciting. Yeah, Dan, Dan Dupree, like in the five. It's dangerous. Yeah, you can't stop him. Um, that phony kick. Huh? Did you, you see what happened down there, man? Uh, That's one point gone because he <laughs> was he like taking too long. I don't know what he was. Maybe you know. Maybe sometimes you don't look at the score. You know, bonus <laughs> point system. He's thinking. You know, it's just the conference system. So he's probably thinking about the log. Okay, what does the log look, log look like now? Sharks are second, but I think already second. It's uh, you know. It's, uh, he's gonna kick it over. That's the thing. Don't worry about all that. Just, just kick it over. Just kick it over, man. But hey, I guess maybe that one point will come back to hurt them. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Hey, but oh, better not. I'd be hacked if I was if I was from Sydney, New South Wales. I'd be upset. But um, yeah, man. Although, watching the game, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, they, they, they're really missing Izzy Folau. I mean, could he be the fullback? You know, he was okay, but they said it's not no Izzy Folau. I think, even with Israel Folau, maybe they could have scored a couple more points, but I still see them losing to the Sharks. You know, what, what do you think about that? Do you think it would have been different if, if, if old Israel was there? Well, we still talk about Israel. I mean, he's, you know, he's got his appeal to wait, We have to wait for, for his hearing, yeah? Yeah, I have to wait for the hearing. It's all conjecture. For, if he's, is he going to be at the World Cup? Isn't he? We have to, we have to wait. No, I don't know, man. But it's still to say, would mm. Holloway have still elbowed Thomas Tutu in the head? Literally. Maybe he wouldn't have. Maybe Izzy would have preached to him and... <laughs> yeah, you know? in the word of God. Actually, bro, you know? It's all about peace, man. You know, Izzy... Yeah, <laughs> would have sorted that out. What I like to see, uh, Lukanyo arm. Ah! That boy can run a line, eh? Yeah, that man, that, that uncle. I love him. I love him. <laughs> uh, yo, that guy can run a line, man. Dirty, dirty lines. Um, I mean, I was quite happy with all the boys at the Sharks. They really pulled through. Um, but yeah, man, with Jesse Creel out now. Now is his, his chance, eh? Yeah, you know. I think, yeah, he really needs to start bowling. Well, Crusaders next up, eh? Yeah. I think uh, he's going to... You know, he's got Goodhue and Enor to look forward to, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm sure you, must, you really have to bowl hard against those guys. But, I mean, if he does play well, that's a sign. Yeah. We're like, okay, okay. Especially against the Crusaders already clearly superior. Yeah. If you put in a good game, okay, I'm sure, you know, the, 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 the Springbok selectors are... <laughs> they're going to be, you know, looking at him real nice, real nice. Um, but yeah, you never know with the Sharks, man. I think I'm going to choose them to lose the next game because that's just how they play. I yeah, mean, especially against the Crusaders. But 
maybe <laughs> that's the thing. Now you're like, okay, I expect them to lose. That's when they're gonna pull through. That's the thing, you know. That's the thing. Um, Beast also played nicely, you know, captaining the team. We might get to that later. Is Beast your guy for the World Cup? But he's gonna, he's just Springbok man, you know. You, you don't worry about Lizzo, man. Hey, you need that experience for a World Cup, eh? That's what I'm thinking. It counts for a lot. It counts for a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Lizzo Tobok has got time. Don't worry about he's him. He's got man. plenty of time. Don't worry about him. And obviously, you need more than one prop anyway for the World Cup, so. Exactly. It might just be that we don't know. We don't know the game. Um, the next game, oof, yeah, Jim, we're going to talk about this game. This is the one that means the most to you, yeah. Bulls with Stormers, I'm going to come out clean right now. 24 23 to the Stormers. Uh, to be, I mean, if we're just going to talk about the game, Stormers went hard. First 15 minutes, those first 15 minutes, I was watching this game and I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, when I first came to Cape Town, I watched the game. It was 2017, the opening game, Bulls versus uh, Stormers. Was that when Pollard made his comeback from injury? And that's it, yeah, and was captain all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, that's how, that's how South African rugby works, man. You know, some guys, they have their spots no matter what, dude. Um, and it, it felt like it was going to be the same thing again. Like they were, you know, the good territory, the face play. I was sweating. I'm like, all right, you this is going to be... It's going to be hectic. But, I mean, even though those first 15 minutes they went hard, Bulls had more territory and possession uh, at the end of the game. But it didn't feel like it. When you're watching that game, it felt like, yo. All <laughs> <laughs> the pressure here. Yeah, man. But I think Stormers played well. They chased kicked well. Um, you know, loving Dylan Lates. I mean, just think about this. Bulls made 56 tackles in the first 20 minutes. Those guys were coming. Like, that's why I was watching this game. I'm like, yo, boys. Uh, it's a bit dangerous. <laughs> Um, but the Stormers also needed a response. Yeah. That Brumbies game was poor. Yeah. Just poor. Poor, poor all round from the Stormers. So. And you know they turn up for the Bulls at home. Yeah, they do. I think it's since 2011 they haven't lost to the Bulls in Cape Town. So. It's rough, man. Which upsets me. Because sh- you see, they lose to the Brumbies. Um, I mean, to the, to the Brumbies. It's a sham of an organization. <laughs> you already know. Now my, my beloved Bulls is losing to this, this hoax. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah. D- Dylan Late. Stays balling, man. You know, stays balling. Love this guy. You know, I love, the, I love the dummy does when he's on the touchline. Dummy's outside. I'm like, man, who are you? <laughs> we go past it. But I mean, it works. He played well, dude. Um, yeah, I've got a lot to say about this game because I, I hated the commentating. Got nothing but respect for Joel Stransky. United the nation with that drop kick. All our problems were solved. You know, ended racism. But like, <laughs> it was. He said stuff that is me. He's like. You know, the Bulls can't win off the odd penalty kick. But the penalty kicks are the only thing keeping us in the game. And then, after the 60th minute, where they stopped taking the penalty kicks, and they had those, I think, was it three lineouts in the five? That just didn't work out. Of three penalties. If he just kicked for Bulls, it's a different game now. I'm not, you know, I can focus on my studies because I'm not in a bad mood. Um, and that's their strength. You know, they were trying to do things. Because Paula's been kicking... Been kicking well. 100% in that game. He leads Super Rugby in points. Take the three. Listen, come people, back. Take another three. Mm. It's, it's a difficult job. It's not the tactic. And at that point, the Bulls were getting territory possessed. Like, they were there. Uh, and people always say, oh, taking a kick, it's a risk. You don't know. Listen, he's, the, he's by far the number one kicker in Super Rugby. He was... I mean, he kicked 4-4-4 four 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 that game. Like, just take the... Man, we pay you to kick. <laughs> we pay you good money to kick. I know you might leave. You got that big contract coming up. I respect that. But now, can you can you get some kicks for us, man? Just I mean, and he's the captain. I mean, I mean, where? Hang on, I made a mistake. Anyway, I mean, like with his leadership there, you have to. He has to be the guy. Like, ah, right, let me. Yeah, like I back myself to take this kick. Give it to me. <laughs> let me. But ah, you know, that's beside the point. Um, you know, maybe we could blame. Uh, maybe we could blame Dwayne. Maybe Dwayne's whispering in his ears. <laughs> You know, Dwayne, he likes the line-out, man. But, um, uh, yeah, man. Talking point, Peter Stiff coming off breaks my heart. Oh, I didn't like that, man. I did not like to see that. Um, another big thing for me, Ernst van Rijn. He played so well, dude. You know? Marty's boy. Marty's, Marty's boy for you. Yeah, well, what are you saying about, uh, you know, that uh, Marty's game with the UCT? 
We were there. We saw him on the Green Mile. <laughs> we saw him to not end well for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, disrespected us, man. And obviously, I mean, like you said a bit earlier, he's a, he's a, he's a super rugby player, man. You had to expect it. Uh, but it, it was super nice to see us from then playing. What, what do they always say? From, from grassroots to greatness. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I think for me, going back to that kicking, going for poles, because I mean, the Stormers mauled defense. We saw them mauled like three times in a row. It's like they ate them all. Like, bulls will come down, eh, mall's done. You're like, ah, oh, what's going on? You know? <laughs> You're so confused. I was like sitting there. I'm like, how are these guys defending the mall so bad? Turns out later, they were collapsing the mall because they, you know, a bunch of cheats, but <laughs> Riff wasn't calling it. Riff didn't see it. Riff didn't see it. Riff doesn't see it. He doesn't see it, man. So, um, I think, I mean, you left to go for polls there. I mean, sure, we did mess up a lot of times in the five. I remember Jesse Kiel very clearly. It was 63rd minute. Dropped the ball in the five, man. You see, he wants to kind of understand. You know? Same one for, same one for the team. <laughs> you know? He understands, man. you got to give Lukanya a chance. They, they were homies. Um, he's always got uh, got respect for his fellow Springboks. But, um, yeah, you know. Um, I think the Bulls, yeah. Should have just kicked for points, man, you know? It, it, I'm very upset about this. I'm very upset about 70th minute. Why Khalad breaks the line? I think we in. We good. <laughs> like, don't worry. Last minute win. We fine. Don't worry. Why Khalad? You know? But then he kicked the ball. I'm like, my guy. I cried. I was like, nah. I hate rugby. I'm retired. I'm never, I'm never watching again. Um, it's too much for me. Too much for me. Bulls knocking it on in the 22 so many times. Opposition 22. Um, finally took points at 80th minute. Too late, my guy. Come on. Why at the 80th minute? Um, then the Stormers were like, nah. You missed the kick. Do you want a bonus point? We'll give you a bonus <laughs> point anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, and, you know, Joe Stransky, who I wasn't feeling throughout the game, but nothing but love and respect. <laughs> um, he said that, um, who's this guy? Damon Willemse is the best fullback in South Africa. Talk to me about that, Joe. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Like playing playing in South Africa, because we know Vili. He's not in South Africa, but... Mm. Yeah. We're backing, we're backing Billy. Yeah, yeah, back Billy. But in terms of South African, yeah, I think him and Khalan would be my two. Two. Who's no, I'm not, you, you don't have two fullbacks, Joe. Who's number one? You're going for Land. Yeah, he's got that thing. He's, he's got that thing about him. Got thing, yeah, I think. Just relax with David, man. I mean, he hasn't been that dope. Like, he played well. He, look, he played very well against the Bulls. Don't get me wrong. Counter attacks. Yeah, he did. He was balling, but come on. And the guy's like, he's turning 21. Let's just relax, dog. Come on. It's good as time. Yeah. I mean, South Africans, we just want this guy. We want, we want him to slot the drop goal, you know, to win it at the end of us in 2019, man. Let's, they just want the boy to play. Um, but yeah, man, dude. Also, uh, shout out to Sanatla, scoring off the bench. Legend. Blood bin. That's what you got to do, man. Do you see what he did to Paulo there? Paulo, that. I don't want to talk about it. I was <laughs> you know, I love Andre. You know, I love Andre. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, dude. But uh, we have to. We have to talk about it. It happens. It happens to the best of us. So I feel like uh, Sanabla's quick. He's been doing it all, all the time in the seven. So yeah, breaks my heart, man. But ah, uh, yeah, no credit to him. He really did. He, he disrespected. He disrespected the man, the prodigy Pollard. Um, but yeah, now Jesse Kill's injured for eight weeks. Well, six to eight weeks. Man, we should have, they shouldn't have played the game. It was a waste. Coming down to Cape Town, this godforsaken city, you know. <laughs> you know? But um, yeah, no, it was pretty good. Um, shout out to uh, so the next game. Jaguars beating the Brumbies 2015. Joe, do you not get excited when the when the Jaguars win? Like, <laughs> uh, absolutely love it. Uh, for the growth of the game. You know, it's better. You wanted to grow Argentina. They've got good people, good players. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Are you thinking... What do you think happened to the Brass? Like, why do you... Obviously, you know the Jaguars can play. They're at home. But the Brumbies... Yeah? It's a tough schedule. Let's be, let's be honest. Australia, South Africa, Argentina. Yeah. It's tough. And I don't know how many tackles they made against the Stormers, but it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> so, maybe it took a bit out of them. It's not easy. Jags can also play. Yeah, they really so, can. Yeah. If I was the Brumbies, I would be like, one win from two on tour. That's not an easy tour. Newlands and then Argentina. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably take that. It's a lot, man. And yeah, I think nothing wrong with that. But for me, which confuses me, and this is just beside the point, but like the Jaguars are low key perpetually on tour. Like, <laughs> <laughs> literally, they are. 
and I don't know, they seem to make it work, especially this year. I think they, someone needs to go to your identity and be like, how do you guys do it? Because <laughs> now people expect if you have a tour like this, you're like, oh, it's acceptable. Yeah. But now when the Jaguars lose, no one says it's acceptable because of the touring schedule. They just assume that they're not that dope. Um, I think it hurts Argentina, though. Because by the time rugby champs comes around, those guys are tired. Mm. And you can see it. Yeah, they're done, man. Yeah. But ah. Uh, at least they're getting these wins. It's, it's nice because, you know, remember when they first started getting their wins? They'd be celebrating, yes! People would be crying. Now they're just like, yeah, good game, high five. Good game. And it's, you know, it means there's growth. They man. made the playoffs last season. Yeah, you know, and I mean, the way the South African conference is looking, we might. We could do it again. We could sure. do it again, you know? Um, yeah, no. I think they still have to tour New Zealand and Australia, so that will, we'll see what happens there. Yeah, that's going to be a bit, it's going to be a bit tough. Um, but like you said, they're always on tour. So they're always on tour. It means nothing. It means nothing. Um, yeah, you know, so it's quite nice. Only caught the highlights of this game. You know, I was partnering with uh, some Constantia Mammies. You know, it was a little bit uh, It was a little Standard bit Saturday night. Saturday, you know, you got to go to Constantia. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it, it was quite nice to see. Um, Brumbies did score a good try at the line-out. You know, I love it. When you score off the line-outs, can't, can't offer more. But, yo, Joe, three points in the second half. What kind of a rugby? I'm glad I missed it. <laughs> like, three points in the second half. Like, what is happening, man? Yeah. You stay up till, like, 1 a.m. to watch three points <laughs> in the whole half. Like, yeah. They didn't want us to watch that game. Yeah, I really. <laughs> it was planned all along, man. It was planned all along. Um, but I also, I also like Tom Banks, you see, with the gas there in the corner. Yeah, dude, he had it. Oh, that's actually nice. They, you know, that's another question. Who's going to play 15 for the, all, uh, for the Wallabies if, for Laos? Oh, yeah, people so are playing with their hands. Tom Banks, one of those names in the hat. You know. It's exciting, dude. Um, yeah, man, but I, it's super ragged, my guy. Don't give us three points and a half, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> this is not Pro 14, man. Yo, dude. We'll get to the Pro 14 a bit later. I hate that league. <laughs> But good people, good people. <laughs> Nothing but respect. <laughs> Nothing but respect for the Pro 14. Um, yeah, man, that, that's super rugby. I think we'll, we'll, you know, we'll chat some other, some other news um, and then we'll go back to some predictions. You know? yeah. I'm very excited. Okay, well, in other news, you know, we just talk about exciting things, you know, big, uh, big talking points. You know, you've got you to gotta make your rugby knowledge diverse, <laughs> even though this is a super rugby show. Uh, Cheetahs and Kings, talk to him about it, Joe. Saddest game of my life. You know, we don't like the Pro 14 much, but <laughs> got to give it a bit of time. You know, yeah, when the, when the two South African teams get together, you have to watch it, you know? But 61-25, dude. Um, it's, it's a hiding. I think there's no, there's no other way to put it. Yeah, and it, it wasn't nice to watch. The, the, the cheaters just bullied them when they had the ball. And I mean, the Kings, they played nice. Yeah, expensive rugby, it was cool to see. When they had the ball, it was the only time it was interesting. I mean, they scored 25 points. I mean, that's pretty cool. Bjorn um, Bosson's going to try Throwback You know I always, I always forget who plays I always forget who plays For these guys He's got Springbok caps hey? Don't yeah, forget Forget man And he played for Bulls team You know He played for Bulls team That could ball um, Yeah it's sad I don't like seeing uh, Tian Skuman man I don't like I don't like seeing him In those conditions <laughs> He was supposed to You know He was supposed to Come off to Pollard or that. Yeah, It was the next big thing The next big thing But I think it's when he dyed his hair. That was that was when the problem came. <laughs> yeah, you know everything changed. Um, but now nah, it was horrible to watch. And one thing I didn't like is that the I know that the, the cheaters take owls in that you know that pro fourteen, but they were they were celebrating like they were playing a good game of rugby. <laughs> like after every try, they were like yeah, yeah. I'm like nah, guys, come on, this isn't it. You know, I know high five your teammates, <laughs> but like come on, this isn't this isn't real, man. So you're gonna watch any any more pro uh, you know pro fourteen games, Joe? <laughs> yeah. I think they're coming into to playoffs soon, eh? so maybe I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. Because some of those teams, Leinster, I think Leinster are dope. Yeah, Munster, yeah. those Irish boys, they play. Yeah, you, you watch the semis and the finals, that's how we do. <laughs> see, like, uh, what's the boy Stunder and Johnny Sexton, and uh, I, I dig those teams, so I'll, yeah. I'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, I love Johnny Sexton and the loop, you know, I love the loop. <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> uh, Araya, and then the, the, the other big point, uh, you know, the SA women's rugby team, you know, they're having, and listen to this, and Joe, talk to me about this. Their first game in how many years, Joe? Six years <laughs> at home. <laughs> the first time they're playing in front of their home fans for six years. <sighs> uh, what, what was that last game, though? We, we, it was, 
Uganda, against Uganda. The last time they played at home was 2013 against Uganda. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, Uganda, bruh, you know, like, no, no disrespect to, to the, you know, to the great African nation, but come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> like, listen, you don't have to be an out-and-out feminist to understand <laughs> that, that there's a problem here. What has SA Rugby been doing for six years that you could even get a, you know, you couldn't get a, couldn't get a game against Namibia, you know, friendly, friendly. just a, a casual, like, throw kick about, you know, yeah, a warm-up game, like, I mean, they've been World Cup, preseason World Cup, yeah, it's, it's actually very upsetting. How are you going to get young girls to get into the game if they don't see their own national team? Playing in front of them. Yeah, look, weird. it's not a thing. Because it doesn't get broadcast, let's be honest as well. <laughs> it doesn't get broadcast. And my friend, like, I'm telling you, the last time I saw a Springbok woman team play, my friend, I must have been like, I must have been like 14 years old. <laughs> it was like seven years ago. Yeah, six years, seven years ago. I think it was the World Cup. When it was the World Cup, that's the last time I saw them play. They took a big out to Australia. <laughs> it was horrible. I was so upset. Um, but I think SA Rugby needs to organize some games I mean if no one watches like that's fine I haven't had you know but they need to be games they need to be games they need to give people the chance but it's actually it's disrespectful it's disrespectful alright now it's time uh, to get our previews done Joe I need you to help me cook up my, my super big picks for the week man uh, might help with my fantasy team as well I know fantasy team Anton Leonard Brown's gonna be in there no questions asked but uh, let's go through the fixtures man what you got first so first up, Crusader Sharks Friday morning. You know, okay. going to be in class, but uh, some of us can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of us can see, man. Yeah, make dude. a plan. Just uh, sit there in lectures watching. You know, gotta mm. gotta get your fix. Yeah, you gotta get your yeah, just have it there, man. But uh, I mean, I know we were saying earlier that the sharks might come. They sometimes pull out surprises when you don't expect them. But I don't think anyone can go against the Crusaders, yeah, especially at home. Mm. Yeah, not this time, eh? Not, <laughs> not this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think nice win for the Crusaders. Yeah. Comfortable win. I'm, I'm thinking a line S win. I'm going to put that you know, 12 points on my super brew. Nice yeah. and easy. Nice and easy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I'd say 10 to 15. So, yeah, yeah, 12. No, 12 sounds good. Because the Sharks are a good team. They just don't play well. That's <laughs> their problem. <laughs> uh, so, I don't think they're going to take a hiding from the Crusaders, but... I think the Crusaders will have too much. Yeah, it'll be a comfortable win. No, no questions asked win for the Crusaders um, as they prep for the World Cup. Now, uh, it's going to be exciting. Lukanya M, I mean, he's going to be against uh, you know, those centers. This Crusaders center, it's his time now. I, I don't want to win. I just want a good game from you. Yeah, this is where you need to stand up. Yeah, man, yeah, Jesse Creels, you know, those London hospitals. It's your time, baby. Let's see, let's see you run those lines. Don't do anything different, boy. Just run those lines. You defend quite nicely. You defend very nicely, um, so I'm happy. I want to see yeah, big game for him. Yeah, for man. sure. I'm, I'm excited. I'm happy. It's, it's, you know, you have fun with these games, these opportunities. All right. Well, what's coming up next, Joe? So yeah, got the Crusaders pick. What's next? Reds, Red Sun. Say, so, hey. oh, dude, I'm not. Uh, I don't think I don't think anyone's gonna bother watching. That game, to be <laughs> like we love rugby. We love rugby. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't love rugby enough to watch that game. Yeah, the is not live. Like, I'll catch highlights. What's the highlights? I mean, the, the Sun Wolves are bringing the game into disrespect. I don't want to be implicated <laughs> in what, these, what performance these guys are going to give me now. I was very upset, but I, like Joe, I was upset. You know when you're sitting there watching a game, like, listen, could, I, I could be studying, I could be, you know, I could be playing soccer, I could be doing something else. Um, so, oh, dude. Yeah. That game, I'm not going to see it, but Reds at home probably. Still yeah, yeah, Reds at home. Maybe, maybe the Sunwolves might be upset. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you really need to get your points up and you need to take a gamble on a big win, maybe go with the Sunwolves. But no, I think I've got to go Reds. Yeah, I've got Reds at home. You have to go Reds at home. Uh, how much? How much you saying? How much? You know, you've got to get those, the, the numbers on the Super Brew. I'd say Reds by eight. Um, all right, yeah, no, we'll get that. We'll get that. Um, cool. Alright, uh, what do we got next, Joe? Who's next? Who's next? So Saturday early morning kickoff at seven fifteen. So big ups if you if you wake up early to watch this one. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be very proud of you. Hurricanes against the Rebels, but I mean to be fair, waking up early to watch the Hurricanes that's that's not a bad thing to do. It's worth it, you know. Just it's worth it. You know, just lying, you know, with the blankets <laughs> up and just coming, you know, just hey. enjoy it, man. <laughs> um, 
the yeah. Rebels, they had a good start. They seem to have fallen off a bit. I know they, they lost they lost to the Waratahs. I think they had a bye last week. Lost to the Waratahs before that. Mm. Yeah, but I mean... So, and the Hurricanes, like we were saying, second best team in the comp. Yeah, clearly, clearly. So, it's, it's easy Hurricanes win for me. Yeah. Always. I don't know. I like to keep my, my Super Bowl picks between 12 and 15 points. You know, especially for big win, tight win, 3-4. But, um, yeah, I mean, we have to go with the Canes. How many, how many points are you going to give them? I'd say 20. You can give them healthy 20 points? Okay, yeah. Joe. All right, all right. <laughs> I like if Jordy it. Barrett plays like he did against the Chiefs, I pack him. Yeah, I think he will, man. I think he will. You know when the game starts opening up? <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a slow stop-start game with these guys. Especially with Quaid Cooper and Wilkenio on the other team, you know. They're also going to be throwing it around. And I don't think the Red Scrum is that great. And the Hurricane Scrum, well, we saw, uh, there's something. And they're not known for that. I mean, no one's like, oh, shit, the Hurricane's forward. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know. But, um, uh, yeah, man, I think. Uh, so what are you going? Hurricanes by? Comfortable win. I'm giving them, like, what? 20 points as well, yeah. Nah, nah, nah. 12 15. Why am I getting ahead of myself? 12 15. I'll say 15 points just for the day. 15 points, okay. Mm. So after, after that game, we got the, the big New Zealand derby of the weekend. Mm, mm. Highlanders against Chiefs. That's a, I think that's a close one to call. Mm. But I, I feel like in the, in the New Zealand derbies, especially for the, the evenly matched team, sometimes you just got to go home. Even though I know we're just picking the home sides here, but I think it's because there's like there's a reason for it. You know? yeah. So I'd back the Highlanders, but not by much. Like I'd say Highlanders by five. Yeah, I mean, Chiefs disappointed me. I know the Highlanders have given some very suspect results, but Ben Smith is back, baby. You know, <laughs> He's back. Uh, you know, like, you know, got a, like a favorite player. Love Ben Smith, and um, Brody's still out. Damien McKenzie's obviously still out. Yeah, Brody's so. still out, and. They haven't given me any indication that they're going to stop with this turnover nonsense that they're doing. I mean, like... It seems like the Chiefs showed up for that one game against the Bulls. They got hiding, then they left. Oh, breaks my heart. I don't know. <laughs> just, just let the Bulls play. All right? Best team in South Africa. Just come on. Um, yeah, even though they took that out for me, still the best team. But um, yeah, I'm going Highlanders as well. I want to... After this game, I saw I want to make it a, a healthy win for the Braz. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, let me give it. I'm, no, I'm happy with the Chiefs. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm giving it away. I'm giving it 16, 16 points. 16 to the Yeah, man, 16 on that. And then, um, yeah, man. I mean, Brody's not back, man. So it, it's, it's very tough. Um, yeah, what, what do we got next? What do we got next? We got the Brumbies against the Blues, which also a difficult one to call, I think. The Brumbies, like we said, they did pretty well on tour. But I guess coming back now is not the easiest. Yeah, I mean, you're still on tour if you just come back, you know? Yeah. It, like, And the, the Blues, the Blues, I think, had a bye last week because they, yeah, they had a bye. So they'll be feeling reasonably fresh, even though their last performance was Judd against the, the Highlanders. So they, <laughs> they played, they had all the possession, all the territory. They came away with nothing. Yeah, yeah well, it, was pretty, it was pretty bad. So I, mm. I think it'll be close, but I'm, I'm backing the Blues. First away victory of the weekend. Yeah, actually, oh, yeah. Even though the Brumbies may be hacked about that Los Jaguares uh, loss, the um, uh, they're just not that dope, and uh, I think the rest makes a difference. Like I said, they're still on tour. I'm, I'm giving the hey man, but the Blues don't like to win that much, you know. <laughs> it's not their thing. But I'm uh, I'm gonna go with the Blues. I'm gonna go with the Blues. You know, you have to believe. Um, Blues, how many? How many are you saying? Blues by. I think it's gonna be a tight game, like six. Okay, give me the six. Got Blues by ten. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. See what happens, man. Um, what's next, baby? Go. We go to the high felt. Eh? Bulls. The Bulls. <laughs> the Bulls at home against the the Waratahs. Nothing but respect for the Bulls. Easy win. No questions asked. We're back on track. Don't even ask me about that game. Don't even ask me about that game. That's that's all Romano has to say on the matter. <laughs> Uh, I think I think I also back the Bulls. Waratahs just coming from a loss against the Sharks where they didn't play that well. Hmm. Without Falau, you don't know how much of an effect that has on their morale yeah, and stuff. I think it's tough. Um, for me, Jesse Kiel's not going to be there, hey? <laughs> Johnny Kotzer, can he step into his shoes? Yeah, I like it. The thing is, generally, if it's like, if you, if you just got the team sheet before you watch Super Rugby and you'd be like, yeah, it's not that bad. I think we can make do. Even though we love Jesse Kiel, yeah, he's the one. But his tackle stats, 
I mean, he's the Bulls tackles, um, tackle stat leader. I think he's on, what, 60, 76%? Which, I mean, the Crusaders are dropping 91%, lest we forget, but okay. That's beside the point. That's the Crusaders. They have their own stats. <laughs> they have their own stats. But, um, I mean, if he's, he seems very important defensively. Yeah. He seems very important defensively. Um, yeah. I don't you, you think they'll still cope without, without him for, for the game against the Waratahs, at least? Yeah, I guess the Waratahs, the Waratahs are coming here. <laughs> I think uh, a nice Bulls win. I think we'll, we'll come away with it. We'll come away with it. Yeah, I think I'm going Bulls. 12, 12 by 12. Yeah, you have to. Okay, now that's exciting. That's exciting. All right, and uh, now we're going to read the... We left with, I think, the last game of the weekend. The, the Jags against the Stormers. Oh, going Los Jaguares, baby, at home. And it's a 9.40 kickoff, South African time, so hey. That's good. It's a, we're going to have to stay up late. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's a lot better. Still get our eight hours in. Still get the eight hours, man, yeah. That's nice. So what, who are you going with today, Joe? I think keeping with the trend of mostly going with the, the home sides, got to back the Jags. Stormers generally don't play well away, especially on tour. I know they beat the Rebels in their last game on tour, but they won last three before that, so... I feel you. Um, and, I mean, Circulis is not going to be there. Who else is not going to be there? Peter Steff, I think. It's Peter Steff is out. Peter Steff, Ernst van Rijn, you know. Um, uh, Skumbuza Noche is going to be there, though. And neither guy... Some fantasy points coming back <laughs> from you, Ramona. That guy's given me an unprecedented amount of zeros. <laughs> <laughs> in my fantasy. I literally thought this was going to be easier. I was like, okay, I believe in you. <laughs> and, and, you know, if you transfer too many players, you lose like 20 points. And I'm never in the position where I can, like, <laughs> trade him. But I believe in him, man. I believe in him. Um, maybe it's his time, man. Yeah, maybe it's his time. We'll see. Um, yeah. I still got to back the Jags. They were at home last week against the Brumbies. Came through with a W. So, probably keeping up the momentum. Stormers have to travel. Yeah, I've got to back the Jags, I think, by, by eight. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, Jags, another tight win, I think, between, between ten and five. Um, so, yeah, I could, I could also go for an eight. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, we're going to see the Los Jaguars. Yeah, yeah, Los Jaguars win at home. It's always lovely, always beautiful. All right, now, just to, to end up the show, you know, we've got uh, some analysis from uh, Lex Labbard and Gabriel uh, Kritzinger just talking about, you know, what they took philosophically, you know, at the end of uh, the Super Rugby campaign? What did they get from it? You know, what did they realize? Um, so I'm just going to read Lex Levitt's statement. Uh, you know, he's got a five-point uh, five plan, five points of issue. Uh, the first is that he says, the size of rugby players is seriously affecting South African rugby. We're a nation that has always relied on strength and size up front in the midfield. We can't change that style a year or two before the World Cup. If we want to change the size of player, players, then we need to change our style of play, which we have not done. We still play the same bash-up front rugby, uh, and we never take the ball wide because we don't have creative senses. If we want to adapt our play, we need to change our style with the change in size of key positions. We are better off going back to huge forwards and bashing midfield with dead solid kickers and match-winning wingers. Talk to me about that, Joe. What are, what are your thoughts on that? I, th- I think it seems like a fair point, you know. Gotta gotta have the players that suit your style. You can't be playing six bands of rugby with fifteen huge gents who can't run, you know, like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so I don't know, yeah. And you gotta you gotta stick to your strengths. If your strengths are big forward pack, you must play to that strength. Hmm. Take the, win penalties, take the threes, you know. Three Get a kick who can kick and then you'll be solid. So yeah. I I I've got I've got Yeah, I yeah, yeah. don't have many complaints there. What do you think, Romano? I think the way I understood it, it sounded like we need bigger players. But after what you said, I think I'm understanding what he said a bit more. And, and I think I would agree. I think we have to find a specific way that we play. It's gotten a lot better, but I, I still remember 2017 was the worst when all South African teams just wanted to play, you know, in quotes, expansive rugby. And Braz would just throw the most outlandish passes <laughs> out of nowhere. And then... I can imagine if someone shout out, what are you doing? Oh, I'm being expensive. I mean, I, I think it's right. I think it's more... Yeah, people use it as, a, as an excuse sometimes. They do something dumb and it's like, well, that's just the way he plays. He's an expensive player. <laughs> you know, he's expensive. Doesn't mean he must do things that don't make sense, you know. Gotta, gotta stick to stuff that works. So. Yeah, stuff that works. And I think we have to... I think where we add right now with the type of players we have is fine. 
I think, yeah, our wings don't create for our, our centers don't create for our wings. That's an issue. But I think we still have an ability to win penalties, have a good set piece, and get some points. Let's kick for poles, man. Hunter must be practicing during Super Rugby yeah. instead of this kicking for touch. You see your, you know, your lineup will disappear. Then you think, okay, let's do the same thing. No, just kick for poles. But, um, yeah, I, I think if we want to adapt our play, it it's really has to be a big project. It really has to be something that we commit to properly and do properly instead of just one day. It's just throwing skip passes. The next point he has is we have quality finishers on the wings, great players, but their positional play is disconcerting. Out of position for kicks of any kind, <laughs> doubtful under the high ball, and are often beaten due to their defensive, uh, due to their defense. Not like with tackling, they don't like slip off tackles. But, I mean, they, all, they often find themselves out of position. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> Those kicks in behind, yeah. Yeah, it does them dirty. It does them dirty. And I mean, we and see the, this. They tuck in and then they just skip pass out wide. That breaks my heart. The tuck in when they do that, ah, oh, that's criminal. That is genuinely criminal. You can't have that, man. Um, and I think I'd agree with him. Under the high ball, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't point to you a wing in South Africa like, ah, that guy, he's good under the high ball. I mean, you have to go to an under-15A match. That can show you some Brazil who are comfortable on the high ball. But that's, that's what upsets me. That's something you can literally learn very quickly. I mean, whether or not you can drift and move off the ball, that's different. But to know, okay, there's a kick coming. I mean, you can see guys counting, at least count steps. Okay, I'm going 15 back. One, two, three, four, five, six. I mean... They out of position so often. It's ridiculous. It is. It's. It breaks my heart. And I think what irritates me is that that's for me. Obviously, I'm not part of the system. I haven't been to the stocks training camps. Maybe they do. Maybe they're trying. But that's <laughs> honestly something that you can fix in three weeks. In three weeks, you can teach your brow where to stand, where to kick. You know, when when there's a scrum. You know, you know how to defend the high ball. Maybe the aerial skills going up. But I mean, you'll see guys. You know, kicks go behind them, kicks... It just... These guys... It just doesn't work for them. And I'm sure... And for me, literally, you can watch YouTube videos. You don't need to be coached. Well, I mean, you do need to be coached. <laughs> but some of the stuff you can learn on your own accord. Take time out of your day. And just practice. Get someone to, to keep throwing high balls up for you. Just high balls? And just like, yeah. The whole day, you're just taking high balls. Just taking high balls. 30 minutes after practice. I see guys... I mean, Cubs. You see, you see under 20 guys doing that. Practicing after the game... Those guys have assignments and stuff like that. Some of them are coaching at bishops. They've got jobs. And you, Bryce, you only play rugby. You can't, you can't take time out of your day to do that. But, you know, we'll see what happens, man. You know, we, we trust Rassi. Maybe Rassi got something. <laughs> Got to keep the faith. Yeah. So then, next point he says, uh, would fans be interested in huge companies injecting more money into, into high school rugby? Not necessarily creating a USA vibe. Um, but just for the size of the game, you know, to get kids a lot more exposure and not necessarily go play, not those who want to play rugby in the future, but, you know, give scholarships for people to go to university just so that they have an option. Similar, similar to how in the USA, you know, a lot of kids without opportunity see it as a platform to get to university. Um, yeah, I think, I'm going to ask you about this. There is money in South African rugby. You know, what is that? That, 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 the bull, that, that bull's a director or something who gave that kid, like, was it like a million rand? Some, some obscene number. He was still in school. Still I think he was still in grade 11. Yeah. Now he's like playing for bulls under 19 or something. Yeah, he was even like in the first team, but signing contracts under age for. You know, so I think there's money here. I think different universities, I think we do need to grow the university sports, I mean, the Varsity Cup. Um, I mean, it's ridiculous. I know at UCT, if you want to play, you have to drop 1,200 rand to play, right? Listen, that's, if you, that's like if you're under 20 A's, those kids are playing 1.2K, 1, 1. dude. That's, that's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, what, are, what are your thoughts, Dina? What, what must happen then? Like you're representing the university, you know? I think you should, you should be encouraging people to play for them, not like discouraging them by making them pay huge amounts on top of everything else. On top of everything. And it's not like all of a sudden I, you, get, you pay 1.2, now everything's catered for you. People still give lifts. Like, let's say you play 30, yeah. Um, and, I mean, 30, it does filter into first team. I know UCT versus Tux, and I'm using UCT example because I'm part of the club and stuff like that. The man of the math, that guy, you know, give that splendid interview. 
I mean, he played 13 and he's up there. But this kid's dropping, well, he's a, let me not call him a kid, he's a bit older than me, but uh, <laughs> um, he's dropping 1.2 to play. And for that game, he still is asked, there's no bus taking them. We went, we, we went to Durban, we went to, um, what's this place? Durbanville. There's no bus taking them. You have to get a lift with your boy. But, yeah, I think, they, I think there is rugby money. You just have to direct it in the right places. People need to take time out of their day to invest. Um, and then his last point is that he said, university rugby and provincial rugby with the under-19 and under-21 should be kept separate until senior level where they both feed into provincial sides in their own right. This way, university players will only have to focus on their university games and vice versa. The only time they'll focus on other games is when they're seriously considered for Curry Cup and Super Rugby. This is huge because the inconsistency of many teams in VC and Junior Curry Cup levels because of the priorities of players let a player have the opportunity to assess what he wants to do at uni. If not, let him purely play rugby and not study and, rep- uh, and not study and not represent his university. This allows the Varsity Cup to avoid teams like Wits and Steadies just filtering teams to the future Lions and Stormers, uh, respectively. This will also ultimately ensure that the universities incentivize their players more aggressively with shelter, pay, and free education. It is unfair that a player at university had to sacrifice his studying to play for his province if that is not what his goals were. Um, and he says that this links to point three, where some players may only want to play to be at uni. What are your thoughts there, Joe? Uh, there's quite a lot going on in that. A <laughs> lot going on there. And I think you're probably better served answering, seeing as you're more in, in the, the university rugby scene. But from, from what I can see, I guess when people are young, you kind of want them to be playing as much as possible, but you also risk of injury. So maybe if they're playing Varsity Cup and Under-19 Province, and they get called up to Province first-team squad, you know, it can be a lot. Mm. I think the issue is when you get called up to the first team, because that's when it cuts into your Varsity Cup. Whereas Under-19 and Under-21, that's after Varsity Cup. Varsity Cup is done now. So while everyone else is playing league and stuff like that, you play Varsity Cup. Um, and because under-19 and under-21s, it's the same everywhere. Varsity Cup is the same everywhere. I'm sure that's the same for all these other universities. Um, and I don't think so. I don't think under-19 and under-21 should be kept separate. I think if you can ball, like, and you're 20 years old, man, come play some super rugby and you can... As difficult as it is, I mean, you never really can say no when you get called up to the super rugby team. Yeah, that's what everyone wants, you know. It's, it's you know, hard it's, to turn that down. It's hard to turn that down. But I think, I don't think it's as big a problem as people make it out to be. It doesn't seem, like we were talking about Ernst van Rijn earlier. Mm. He was playing Varsity Cup a few months ago. Now he's playing for the Stormers. I don't, I don't see where the, the harm in doing that was. Yeah, I think exactly, you know. I think that's perfectly fine. Um... And then, yeah, that's the, that's the analysis. And now let's move to Khabro Kritzinger's analysis. What, is, uh, what does Khub have to say for us today? You know, what Khub got from this week, uh, philosophically speaking again, is that, uh, you know, he says in the Southern Hemisphere, what he got is that we seem to have an endangered species, <laughs> the fetcher. And how the Northern Hemisphere has normalized fetching and almost everyone on the team makes a collective effort to steal balls. Just look at Ireland and the way they beat New Zealand was by showing, slowing their ball tremendously and having regular turnovers. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that, Joe? You know, talk to me. I, I think I agree that there are not so many out-and-out fetches in, in South Africa and probably New Zealand and Australia as well. Because mm. like the, the guys playing in the loose trio, they kind of do everything. Like Ardi Savia, he does everything. Yeah, he's yeah, not he a fetcher. But he can steal ball. But he's not a fetch. Yeah. I mean, he stole ball in his last week. He stole some ball, scored a try, you know? Um, so, but I, I think in South African teams, there are also other guys who aren't fetches per se who contribute. Like Malcolm Marx is the perfect example. He's, not a, he's playing at number two, but he steals the most ball out of anyone. Because yeah. once he's over it, you don't move that man. Exactly, yeah. And I think I, I, could, you know, I could think about what he's saying, but then he made a link that I didn't like the, about how Ireland beat the All Blacks was because of their fetching ability. It's a bit of a contradiction because he said everyone was slowing the ball down. That means it's everyone. It's not the fetcher. And listen, maybe I should have watched the highlights before I came. But what I saw in that game was their structure, their face play was just unprecedented. I mean, their set piece was good. On the ball, their structure was good. They suffocated New Zealand. They played nicely. Defensively, they were sound. 
And uh, if you defensively sign against New Zealand, you can make things work without fetching. When we beat them, we didn't rely on fetching. Obviously, Malcolm Mark won't get, you know, he's going <laughs> to get his. He's going to, don't worry about him. But that wasn't like, oh, thank. You know, I'm so happy we got those fetches. We won't have won. I mean, we won off for a sneaky interception, good kicks, you know, good defensive pressure. I mean, what is it, Peter Stiff breaking the record for tackles? Who, who, who is even most today? I think it was like 19 and 17 or something. Yeah, it was that ridiculous. Um, I don't think we have this issue like, oh, it's fetching. I don't think there's a reason the Sharks are inconsistent because we don't have fetches. I don't think, I don't think that's that, that, deep, of, that deep of an issue. Uh, yeah, it, I, I agree. I um, agree. It's nice being in the studio because these guys can't defend themselves. <laughs> I can just say, I say what I want, Joe. Um, yeah, man, so that's the analysis now, you know. Uh, personally, I did, what, I, what I took out of from the weekend, we've spoken about. So, no, this has been a very nice, uh, very nice first episode. Thanks, thanks for having me, Roman. Uh, thanks, Joe. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate it. Honorable members, thanks for listening. You know, taking time out of your day to listen to us chat. You know, it was, it was nice. Any suggestions, anything you liked, anything you vehemently disagreed with, you know, if you just want to call me names, just comment. We're going to share this on, like, Facebook, Instagram, all these places. Tell us what was nice. Tell us what wasn't. You know, let's grow together. <laughs>